What's up, nerds and nerdettes? You have entered the Fortress of Nerditude. Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host, the Sweet Tea of the Nerdy South, the Duke of Nerds. I'm Mr. Nerd Miser. Whatever I touch turns to nerd in my clutch. I'm too much. I'm Tyler Mack. And joined, of course, by the co-host, the Podfather, of 30 and nerdy, the doctor of nerdonomics, the guy who's out to make Earth nerd again. The juice is loose, people. He's freshly squeezed. He's the, 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 the juice. Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Yeah. You've done it again. <laughs> You've done it again. Wow. <laughs> Great job. Uh, hey, man. Good to see you. Good to my see brother. you. Uh, how's it going? Oh, uh, you know, it's good. Getting colder out there. Oh yeah, you know I uh, I love the fall, but I'm not too fond of what comes after. <laughs> oh, same here, same here. And and in Tennessee, it's like people always make fun of people in the South about oh every time it snows a little bit, y'all freak out and everybody goes to the store and acts like they can't. It's all the milk and bread. Yeah, yeah. For a teacher, yeah. Tennessee is one of those places where like we get the really really cold weather. But rarely do we get the good snow. Yeah. So it's like, if it's going to be this cold. I saw it from my time hop, timeline or whatever they call it these days. What is today, the 8th? Mm-hmm. The 5th, what, last year, it was already, we got like an inch or so. Two inches already last year at this time. Because remember last year was like the first snow at Christmas that we had had in like 13, 14 years. A couple years ago, we had... A November snow because mm-hmm. it was when Disney Plus first uh, came out. Yeah, yeah it, it launched that day, and I remember like this is just like a gift from God—a snow day. Do you remember Disney early Thirty and Nerdy podcast when part of our nerdly news was saying that Disney was doing a Disney Plus, uh, like in the yeah. early episodes? Yeah, like of. back when Pattinson was a rumor. Disney Plus was this thing that Disney was discussing, like, oh, yeah, Disney's going to start their own streaming service. And, and and look at us now. Good God. Like, I thought about that the other day. Like, everything that used to be in our nerdly news, we're now seeing taking place. Oh, quite a bit of it. Quite a bit sure, of it. Yeah. And I'm like, golly, I feel like yesterday we were on a crate and a silly Yeti mic and shouting so it could hear catch us and hear us and i don't know that's just crazy man like freaking hawkeyes on disney plus and when we started endgame hadn't even come out yet 
Yeah, that's true. Like it had just dropped. Yep. Or we yep. were about to go we see it. We were just starting this yeah. whole thing around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Time flies, man. For sure. So thank you for tuning into the show, nerds and nerdettes. If you are here for the first time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on the show. If you're returning, thank you for coming back, especially if you are uh, Mr. Buck Allum. Uh, what's up, Buck? I'm just going to start calling him Uncle Buck of 30 and Nerd. <laughs> I like that, Uncle Buck. Um, just like John Candy. Or if you're the poor girl at Little Dutch that I was kind of standoffish to, I hope you returned. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to drop a rating and review. And if you ask the the very wise Emma Davis, she would tell you to leave five stars. See, and, and who would say no? You, you've tried. Becky's tried. People who have tried to say no to Emma Davis always wind up caving. Yeah, it just doesn't work out. So, I dare you nerds and nerdettes to say no to Emma Davis. By the way, she can uh, respond properly when one asks Emma, who are you going to call? Really? Have you not heard this yet? No. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you I did. did. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Because you did it before we recorded last week. Ah, yeah, yeah. You said, who are you going to call? She went, Ghostbusters! She's, she's learned things. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. She's growing up right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, how's work been? Good. Good. Uh, we're uh, almost to almost the done. halfway point of the year. Now, is it still where you will lose some students? Like... I'm getting all fresh classes. All fresh in the next spring. semester. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna miss these. Oh yeah. Because these are your. Big time. They did the show, you know, yeah, and this your is first, my first show. show group. Yeah. There's yeah. something always gonna be special about that. Yeah, that's a special crew for sure. Yeah. And I think some of them, I'll be seeing again. I think they'll Good. retake. I know a couple of them actually have already signed up. Like I'll I will legit see them again doing the same thing. In like spring. two months. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of weeks like, oh, welcome back. So, you know. Well, good. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, we we are uh, at that point where we can predict. We aren't in the madness yet. We're at that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're like, uh, we'll get the, uh, the lunch crowd. We'll get our locals right when we open who are just there before the tourists get there. Then we'll get the people who are out to eat. Doing some sampling, finding places to eat. Then we'll have another lull. And then we'll get the dinner time. But I'm usually gone by then. Um, but from now until probably second week of January, I'm doing four days, ten hours. As opposed to five days. Uh, just so I can have that extra day off. Because December's busy month for the McDaniels. With mom's surgery, you know, hopefully yeah, things are looking better. Hopefully, Shout out to Carolyn. hopefully that's around the corner. So, with that, and Wednesdays are my days to, or Tuesday nights, I stay in Knoxville and wake up, and have the boys. But Wednesdays, they're they're not that bad, because um, they go to mommy's day out, at this like pre-K type thing, and uh, so it's basically me and Easton all day, and he's the perfect baby. He laughs, he giggles, he plays with his toys. If he's not doing that, he's eating or sleeping i'm like god little babies are easy man. he's like me like yeah. he eats sleeps and plays games until they start crawling they're pretty easy mm-hmm. for the most part but it's a lot of fun we get a few hours where it's just all three of them but 
you know, today I took him to get a slushie after I picked him up, and we, you know, hung out at the house, and they took a nap, and Colton actually turned five yesterday. Oh, yeah. wow. So he has all new toys, and guess what toy they they bought him because it was a Batman birthday. That was his theme. Like, they didn't, they had, like, Batman things hanging from the their house, and, like, his... His action figures were Batman-themed, his new ones he got. And he's got, like, the, I guess they're, like, foot, foot-and-a-half tall toys now that are popular. Uh, kind of like what G.I. Joe's were for us, mm-hmm. the tall ones. He got a new Batman. He got Batwing from CW's Batgirl. Okay. Um, or Batwoman. And he he had this new one today, and he said, Dollar, Dollar, who's this? I don't know him. Who's this? He's he's wearing black and he's got this blue thing on his chest and oh, I go, "What are you talking yeah. about?" And he just put, popped it My up. Boy. I went, oh, "That's Nightwing." He goes, "Nightwing?" I said, "When Robin grows up, he grows up." I was like, "Yeah, even Robin has to grow up, Colton. When he grows up, he becomes Nightwing." So this is Robin grown up? I said, "Yeah." Is there another Robin? <laughs> I said, yeah, bud. Take your pick. We'll introduce you to him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's a second Robin. Don't worry. And a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth yeah. and a infinity. <laughs> there's a whole team of Robins at one point in the comics. It's weird. Team Robin. But I digress. Uh, so I had another Hatfield McCoy opportunity pop up. And good old DJ Mike Howie contacted me again. And I sadly again had to say no. I don't know, he, he contacted me and they wanted me to come up this past Tuesday and I spent like three days just thinking on it and polling the family some and talking to Maddie and I um, finally came to the decision that with mom, uh, with the unknown right now with mom and with, I'm not... Life is not allowing me to dedicate every single day to a show 40 minutes away. I'd, I'd have to move. And um, I just am not at the place now. And, you know, good old Mike, he was, you know, that's disappointing because it's a great opportunity. And, you know, and... You know, he's good at that. He's good at knowing he's been so faithful and loyal to finding opportunities up there for me. And I'm beyond thankful for that. But sadly, life is not lined up to where I can I can give it. Because when you're theater in Pigeon Forge, it's, it's, your, it's your every day. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'd be in a rehearsal. After they were done with their two show days, we'd be rehearsing. Or before their two show days, we'd be rehearsing. So I'd have to quit TLD, um, which I don't want to do. I would miss out on a lot. Uh, These recordings would be later. (laughs) And probably a lot. Yeah, less uh, opportunistic for us. uh, Or at least scheduled on Friday night recordings as opposed to, you know, uh, school nights. Um, Yeah. And just with with the you know with everything that's going on right now, I can't really you know just give everything. Give and at the same time, like you're in a pretty good place right now. Like yeah. 
the place you, that you're working, yeah, that's a great place. They're very and understanding. You're, and too. you love it there, like yeah. clearly. You talk about it a lot. You yeah. know, you like it's a great place. And even though it's not performing, I say in air quotes, which is yeah. really where your heart is. Yeah, you still get to entertain yeah, people. Exactly. You know, people come in. You get yeah. to do your whole gimmick about the the sampling, different samplings, and stuff yeah. like that, and you know, yeah, it's a little. And sometimes taste of that. when I'm really feeling uh, uppity. I'll tack on an accent and a backstory, and they they believe me. A lot of people believe me. The other day, I talked like I was actually from Nottingham, and a distant relative of the guy who the story of Robin of Loxley was based on. You know, just BSing, and they just, oh my God, that's so awesome. So, what brought you to America? <laughs> like to uh, sell whiskey to, to you, I of mean, course. To to get into the booze game. You know, isn't that why everybody? Isn't that why everybody moves to Pigeon Forge? Come on, <laughs> either participate in some form or fashion into the booze game, either as a customer or or a, 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 an employee. You know, I, I maybe one day the stars will line up to where I, I you know I have opportunities somewhere. For the first time in a long time, I don't have to be famous. I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. For the first time in a long time. And it shows. And it shows. Uh, so I, I hated having to turn. I hate having to turn down Mike because he's always been so good to me. Um, but maybe one day something will come along, and I'm fine with that. Uh, but good man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um. So, uh, any other life happening? No, just it's that it's Christmas time. Mm. It's Christmas time. Which is a great time to be together. And a great time to talk about movies that you watch together exactly. at Christmas time. Exactly. And other Christmas things. But especially it, movies. Absolutely. So, if you've tuned in the last month or so, uh, you know, last time we uh, we finished out our Ghostbuster series... Uh, with a combo episode of 2016's Ghostbusters and a little conversation on Ghostbusters Afterlife. You can find those episodes wherever you cast your pod. And thank you again and a huge shout out to all of you that sent in your thoughts and questions and stuff over the last few episodes. Much appreciated. Um, and a huge shout out to all those podcasts that did a lot of Ghostbuster content in the last month or so because there's been a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what... The, no matter what your thoughts are on the IP of Ghostbusters, the old ones, the new ones, whatever you, just to know that that IP is being talked about more now because of Afterlife coming out. It's mm-hmm. kind of drudged up the franchise again, and podcasts are talking about it, and it's in the news more. I'm just happy to see the franchise back in kind of the mainstream arena again. And, you know, we talked about last last week you know if it's the end it's the end it was a beautiful end if not i can't wait to see what the franchise brings it us. was such a wonderful ending mm. and like i'm okay with it yeah and uh you know maybe they should just end it there because maybe. you know it's really hard to oh yeah to to replicate that feeling and they did such a good job it's well, like what i'm worried about is sony really high. loves franchises now and they need franchise. I mean, look at Fast. Look at what they've done oh, with the Fast goodness, franchise great. and Jumanji. And what they, you know, they have Spider-Man, but they're so 
they're partnered with MCU now, but so they're going to need like a Sony only franchise and Sony owns Columbia, which is Ghostbusters. And if they want to build a franchise, they're going to, I mean, you know, kudos to them. That's fine. By all means, I'll go as see long it. as it's done well, I'm fine with it. Good luck. Um, but the Ghostbusters series is over. Uh, this episode, we are kicking off the Christmas season at 30 Nerd Podcast, starting with our Christmas classic countdown. And we have both made our own little top ten lists of the ho- for the holiday season. Yeah. And yeah. we will be discussing uh, that a little later in the episode. Uh, but before that, let's discuss some topics in a segment that we like to call Host's Choice. things I want to talk about is uh, the People's Choice Awards were this past week. And let me tell you, man, um, I did not jot down, I jotted down a few, you know. I got a couple things here, A baker's dozen. um, But not all of the segments. Um, So the first one I wanted to talk about was the People's Champ Award, which clearly went to the People's Champ. The People's Champ, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I kind of wondered, was this award named that Literally because for of him. him. Yeah. For those who don't know, when The Rock was a wrestler full-time, mm-hmm. he one of his little monikers was the People's Champion. Yeah. So, it's very fitting. So, congratulations to The Rock. He's got a few awards. Um, People's Icon of 2021, Halle Berry. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, and uh, what's great about a lot of the stuff she's done in the last year is it's been not really advertised she's like changed people's lives but made sure like i don't have to advertise it that's that's a true icon in my eyes maybe she's also not advertising her return as storm Ooh. wouldn't that be cool in the upcoming spider-man movie <laughs> <laughs> along with everyone else um so actually halle berry is mephisto yes exactly um so the movie of 2021 did you see this? Mm. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, was I Black was, Widow. I was kind of shocked. I was surprised by because that. Because it beat out Coming to, to America, mm-hmm. the sequel, Fast 9, Dune, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, The Tomorrow War, and Venom 2. And, bro, Dune was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Black Widow was pretty dang good. Yeah. And uh, we also got the old uh, best female movie star. Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it's and almost like, and that's why I like the People's Choice Award. And part of me is kind of like, are the people saying something in making Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we stand with ScarJo. Yeah. You know, like she was like one of us. <laughs> this past year kind of like whoa she stuck it to the man she did <laughs> so, that she did um comedy movie of the year free guy uh yeah that's yeah. right 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 i still haven't seen it me i neither. want to i want to <laughs> me though. neither i need to see it 
Action movie of the year, Shang-Chi. Yes. Great MCU action. You really uh, yeah, they showed really out. showed out last night. Drama movie of the year, Cruella. <laughs> Have you seen Cruella yet? No. I think I'm about halfway through it. Or when I tried to watch it, I got halfway through it and I got distracted and I didn't finish it. Uh, it's dark? interesting. Is it dark? Uh, not is terribly. It, is it, if it wasn't Cruella or Disney attached to it, is it kind of like Joker? Like, oh, if the name no. wasn't attached to it, it would no. just be a mental illness type thing. I... Based on what I have seen so far, my answer is no, but keep in mind I have not finished the movie. Okay. Um, Family movie of the year, Luca. Luca was good. I did like Luca. Luca was good. Male movie star of the year. The Rock, right? The Rock. He is tearing it up. The past year is like the year of The Rock. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the decade of The Rock. No doubt, dude. Dude, he is all over the place. I wouldn't be shocked if he's like... The person who can do DC and Marvel at the same time because he's the rock. You need to really check out Jungle Cruise. I know. It's, it's worth a watch. I know. I got to say. Uh, and we talked about female movie star of the year. Movie stars of the year in drama, comedy, and action. Drama, Kevin Hart won for Fatherhood. Mm-hmm. The Rock won in comedy for Jungle Cruise. And Simu Liu won in action for Shang-Chi. TV show of the year. Uh, Loki. Loki beat out Cobra Kai. Okay. Grey's Anatomy, SVU, SNL, The Bachelor, This Is Us, and WandaVision. That's a pretty heavy hitters to beat out. Uh, yeah. And wait, say the first couple ones again. Cobra Kai. Okay. Spectacular show. Mm-hmm. I binge. I'm not a binge guy. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't have time for it. I don't have the attention spent for it. I can't do it. <laughs> Bro, I binged, what, there's two seasons of Cobra Kai? Three. Three? Yeah, I binged three seasons in like one week. Ooh. That's a lot for me. That is. That's major for me. And I was never a big Karate Kid guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I appreciate the movies or whatever. I appreciate them. They're not mine. Never been like yeah. a big fan of it. Um, I loved Cobra Kai. I loved it. It good. was so good. Good. And I, I think we all know my feelings about WandaVision. Yeah. Okay. One Vision for me was the show of the year. Yeah, and the the fact that they didn't get anything at all, I was shocked. Was crazy to me. I was shocked, bro. Old, uh, Olsen, I mean, they cleaned up at MTV, but I'm telling you, it's the next cycle. You've got to survive the whole year of awards. If the next thing comes around, you're in, and you don't outlast it, you're in trouble. I mean, and with with MCU, true. it's something's constantly coming out they're beating their own stuff we forget so quickly <laughs> we do that's how it is with news cycles for too. me man even to this day like with all the marvel shows out and hawkeye which i love hawkeye by the way mm-hmm. i'm really really digging it wandavision is just unbeatable for me yeah. just i ab- absolutely that was my number one thing last year yeah and it's the best of the shows for me out of all of them huh. So, um, well, the fact that it brought out Grey's Anatomy, and in all honesty, this past, this, wow, it was the COVID season of Grey's, uh, and they man. did, I mean, I cried every night, every yeah. episode made you lose it, because you also lived what they were showing. It was showing. real. It was real. Yeah. 
Um, and SVU, SNL, beating out those. The Bachelor, I'm not a huge fan. Peyton and Maddie have both have gotten me to watch it a few times. Uh, this Is Us is powerful stuff too, man. I used to love This Is Us, and Ugh. I kind of lost. I can't do it. I can't do that every night. I'm like, dude, how do you do this drama every week? Oh, my God. I guess it was season three or four. I kind of, I don't know. I just yeah. I, I, I kind it's of stopped too. watching that one. Uh, it's not easy by too. choice. Just, it just happened. Yeah. But I really do want to finish it. I've heard really great things. Oh, it's so good. And Mandy Moore, I thought, was amazing oh. in that show. Oh, it's phenomenal. And speaking of Loki, male TV star of the year. Yeah, right. Mr. Hiddleston beat out Anthony Mackie, Chase Stokes, The Rock, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson, Norman Reedus, and Sterling K. Brown. Keenan Thompson was nominated? For SNL. He was also the host. He's won a lot of awards for SNL. Has it ever happened before where the host wins an award at an award yeah, show? Yeah, I think it has. Really? Yeah. Okay. That would have been weird. Um, I think Ricky Gervais won, an, won a, uh, an award one year while he was hosting. Yeah. Um, uh, female TV star of the year, Ellen Pompeo for Grey's Anatomy. Beat out Angela Bassett, Elizabeth Olsen, mm. and Katherine Hahn, Mandy Moore, Mariska Hargitay, Queen Latifah, and Yara Shadidi. Elizabeth, I mean, I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy. Okay, it's good. I mean, but and I'm she's, say it. she's Elizabeth Olsen was robbed. <laughs> You're about to pull a Kanye. Come up to the mic and be I, like, I'm, I'm gonna, Elizabeth, "Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you continue. Okay? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you finish Grey's Anatomy. I'm gonna let you finish. But yo, Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> was, was the, the actress of the year." <laughs> <laughs> binge worthy show of 2021 squid game i mean but it beat out cobra kai loki mayor of east town outer banks sex life ted lasso which is a great show i've seen and the white episodes. lotus ted lasso's phenomenal dude i've heard nothing but good things but squid game's great too and i it's haven't seen it yet either. sci-fi fantasy show of the year lucifer in its mm. final season Beat out Loki, La Brea, Shadow and Bone, Superman and Lois, which is phenomenal. Falcon and Winter Soldier, The Flash, and WandaVision. WandaVision was robbed. <laughs> Lucifer's pretty good. I haven't watched every episode, but if I've caught it, I'm like, this is a pretty good this show. It's the same Lucifer as like from like uh, uh, Sandman and stuff, right? It's that Lucifer. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And he crossed over in... The last big crossover, uh, multi or uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, he was the the Lucifer that Constantine went and saw. Yeah, he just showed up. All the Arrowverse stuff is a blur. It was Earth six six six. Yeah, that's clever. So congrats to all those. Uh, those were just uh, you know a few of the categories and just a few of the amazingly talented people that were nominated. For the whole rundown, you can obviously find the full list of categories, nominees, and winners online. Getting into the nerd vocabulary word of the episode, I did three, and it's the Christmas season. So I figured we'd also use this opportunity each week as an educational moment in nerd vocabulary because it is an educational segment. Oh, every week it is. Every week, even if we create them or if they're actual real things. I went with three real things. Um, Yule log. Uh, or bush de Noël is a traditional yes <laughs> is a traditional Christmas cake often served as a dessert near Christmas, especially in France, Belgium, Switzerland, and several former French colonies. Variants of the Yule log are served in the UK and America. In America, it's often known as a loaf 
or adding log to the end of whatever flavor it is, like pumpkin log. Is it just me, or is there something really unappealing about the word loaf? Very unappealing. Here, Meat would you like loaf. this loaf? Pumpkin loaf. Red velvet loaf. Well, I love red velvet, but hearing loaf at the end. Yeah. Makes me think of, like, be sure to put on your loafers. Or loafing. Lazy. Oh. Messy. Ugh. Trifling. <laughs> Get out of here with your trifling dessert. <laughs> your Christmas trifling dessert, Americans. You're so trifling. You're trifling with your loaves. It's bouche de Noël. <laughs> that does sound really, really fancy. Though. It does. It does. Leave it to the French. Uh, tinsel. A form of decoration consisting of thin stripes of shiny metal foil. Fun fact. Tinsel was invented in 1610 in Nuremberg, Germany. In 1971, the FDA tried to ban lead foil tinsel due to the harm it could cause to children. However, without concrete scientific backing, the most they could do was highly discourage it starting January of the next year. So now, it's no longer they no longer use the, um, I guess lead foil tinsel anymore it's all like ceramic or they do foil and just can't tell you to not do it i guess because my rights <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> it's anyway. my right to use lead foil if i want to <laughs> and the third one advent the beginning of the liturgical or church year in Western Christianity and part of the wider Christmas and holiday season. The weeks leading up to Christmas are marked each Sunday with the lighting of candles. Each Sunday, one of the four candles is lit on an Advent wreath, which we used to do pretty traditionally. And We've never done anything. One year like we that. just the we unpacked the Advent wreath and it had seen better days and we just never got a new one so we used to do it pretty you guys are like no pun intended religiously y'all are like into traditions mm -hmm. and things like that you know i was mm -hmm. i didn't come from that i mean you've seen the house at christmas oh yeah you even were there one night i think it was my first christmas there when it was just me at the house when everybody was in different states and uh i think it was you and emma and steven and yeah, we uh, had a McKenzie. thing. Yeah, we had yeah, a thing there. We had a thing, and I was unpacking Christmas stuff and like all the. Uh, yeah, it's it's Fourth a tradition. Fourth of July is always fun at your house. Mm -hmm. Christmas, Fourth of July. We never got behind. Is it Christmas Eve breakfast that? Yeah. We do there. Yeah. 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 Won't happen this year, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all things considering, uh, but yeah, we're a pretty traditional family. Yeah, I love that about you guys. Yeah, you guys are fun. So why don't we? Discuss some nerdly news. Let's do it. This is the nerdly news. All right, welcome to the nerdly news. Uh, it's been a while since we've done something like this, a full segment of nerdly news, but there's quite a bit happening. Uh, so, the first thing. I want to do, possibly next year, the six of us, uh, you can Airbnb the Home Alone house. I saw this. $25 a night. 
For how long now that the word is It is currently decorated for Christmas, and yes, even you can live out your own McAllister dream in the home from the movie. But apparently they didn't actually film inside that house. Sound studio. It was just used for outdoor stuff. The exterior shots. Yes. Um, Have you seen planes, trains, and automobiles? I have. You know, he's unnamed, but like, it's firmly believed that that's the McAllister dad, same actor, mm-hmm. same outfit, and that's how he makes so much money, is he's a launderer. Mm. Like, yeah. I was like, ooh, I like this. I could totally see it. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I don't trust him. I don't either. Not one bit. I mean, first of all, they're a terrible family. Uh, they let Buzz bully him, and like, you can't realize that your kid's missing. And his mom is more of a rose. Kevin. 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 I told you not to be home alone so many times, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Turtles do not a good pet make. Turtles, Alexis. <laughs> David. <laughs> That's a great show. Oh, it's fantastic. Such a it's fantastic. Moving on. During an interview with the Associated Press, Black Widow herself, Scarlett Johansson, commented on her recent lawsuit against Disney, as we spoke of earlier. I think it's important in general to know your own worth and stand up for yourself, she said. And I think in this industry, I've been working for such a long time. It's been almost 30 years. And so I've seen a lot. I think there's so much that has shifted over those 30 years. And I think sometime before, maybe you would feel, oh gosh, if I stand up for myself, I might never work again. Or I might be blacklisted in some way. ScarJo eventually settled with Disney to the tune of almost $100 million. But the exact number is not known yet. Not not for certain. But she is still signed on to produce and star in Disney's Tower of Terror movie, as well as more top-secret Marvel projects. So do you think she comes back? Does Natasha come back? I mean, man in comic book worlds, everybody comes back. But Nobody's would you be there. as upset with hers as if, you, if, if Tony came back? Um, hers was a sacrifice, too. Her, her sacrifice was just as um, noble, I guess. I feel but, like it was overshadowed. Yeah, it was. Because immediately after that, we got a comical moment. Like they're putting the jewels together in the glove, and Rocket's like, BOOM! And scares Tony and all. Oh, yeah. I was like, we just lost Natasha. Forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they settled things. And I'm glad that both sides can still be professional and it not it's get in the way business. of their... It's yeah. just business. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll be excited about this one. Upcoming Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm, yeah. A second podcast yeah. that DC is doing with Batman. We'll continue the show's story and see the return of Kevin Conroy as Batman and John Glover as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for mm. that. Especially if they could get Hamill involved. Sorry, I have a big sip of cherry Coke in my mouth every time I try to talk. Cherry Coke Zero. Cherry now. Coke Zero, yes, of course. Yes. But I'm also giving this up uh, after... Oh, my. I'm, well, I'm good. So that's the plan. We'll see. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I, I'd heard about that, actually. Ooh, John Glover. And you know what? Anytime Kevin Conroy is oh, voicing yeah. Batman, sign me up. Absolutely. Real fast and in a hurry. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time. 
Uh, so the boys' animated anthology series is in the works with stars from the show voicing their characters, and we'll see some new characters appear. I'm excited about and this. And when are we going to get season three of the boys? Um, when they announced this, it was basically Urban coming on saying, "Hi guys, <laughs> you know, we you know we." Not here to announce the date of season three yet, but while you're waiting, here's some fun news. Um, and each anthology is a different script, written by a different person, directed by a different person. And Aquafina has one, a story, <laughs> that they're going to do. Um, I don't know what it is, but Aquafina, man... she's so interesting. But man, I'm, more stuff from the boys' universe, take my money. I'm there. Absolutely. I can't uh, wait for season three. I'd like to just point out, if you haven't seen The Boys, You're go see out. The Boys. You're missing out. Go watch it. Uh, so this one's interesting. China's U-2-2 rover has spotted a mysterious cube-shaped hut on the dark side of the moon. To that I say, leave it alone. Why? We don't want to piss off anybody if they're on the dark side of the moon. If something's been there the entire time and we haven't meddled with it or pissed it off in some form or fashion that... I would also say, like, have you not seen movies? This is the thing you ignore. Just don't go over to it. If it's a local (laughs) species... Daniel Tiger would suggest, see what it is. You might feel better. See what it is. You might not be afraid. (laughs) So perhaps we should explore this, <laughs> this hut, this hut, this square. It's you know it surprises me that uh, there is anything being discovered on the surface of the moon because we've, you know, been up there for so mm-hmm. long, and I feel like we well, got a lot of, watching everything. A lot of reports, if you follow like all that stuff, is they've never attempted the dark side of the moon, like what's considered the dark side of the moon. It's a, it's a place that it's kind of like in Lion King. You don't go there. Don't go there. We don't know what's over there. Um, it's just always kind of been one of those, and I'm not big on every conspiracy theory that comes up, but even, you know, Pink Floyd played with the Dark Side of the Moon title, and back in the 60s, in early 70s, there was a lot of theories about the dark side of the moon. And, and also in Mulan. <laughs> Mysterious, Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. So I say let the mystery lie because this is not the year. 2022 could be a year of healing. The last two years have kind of sucked. So, <laughs> Man, I got too much to live for. <laughs> So we got the book of Boba Fett coming out. I got too much to live for. <laughs> if I don't get to see Spider-Man home, away from home. Lord, I only got a week and a half left. Lord, please. <laughs> because somebody save me pissed from the, off the Martians. Save me from the moon alien. <laughs> the cheese man. Oh, gosh. All right. Next item of news on the agenda here. Shang-Chi 2 has been greenlit by Marvel. And we'll see the return of director Destin Daniel Cretton. All uh, right. In, in He's also record. working on the series. And he, uh, Ten Rings. Oh, I didn't realize that was a series. It's going to be a Disney I, Plus series. I forgot about it, I Yeah, guess. and apparently it's going to be more of a comedy. 
I wonder if the Ten Rings is going to be like. You're going to bring back uh, Marvel, the Mandarin or something? Marvel diving into the world of like The Office or Parks and Rec. Like somebody comes in to do a documentary about the Ten Rings. The ninjas working at the Ten Rings. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a I'm just a foot soldier and uh, talk to people about uh, I've been dif- here f- different ways of uh, fighting bad guys. I have no problem with downsizing. Downsizing is a good idea. As a matter of fact, I suggested it on my, during my interview. <laughs> we have 500 guys, but we really only need 375. <laughs> I've been here for 12 years, and I still don't have 401k. And I'm getting bored just talking about it. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting because, you know, Shang-Chi being so action-oriented, and I would imagine the sequel will be too. Maybe in the sequel we'll see Fin Fang Foom, finally. That se- that whole sequence in Shang-Chi when they're on the, what do you even call it, the trolley thing? The, oh, the, like the yeah, it's like a trolley. It wasn't a, a subway. They were, they were above the ground, whatever it's a trolley. it was. We don't have things like that here. We're in the country. No. We're in the boondocks. <laughs> so uh, that whole sequence, man, I went back and watched Shang-Chi so again a couple weeks ago. That whole part is just, like, thrilling. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, Shang Chi is great is stuff. Quality. There's a deleted scene where they actually killed uh, Iron Fist. Is that his name? Metal Fist. Oh, Blade Razor, Fist. Hand? Razor, Razor, Razor Hand arm? or whatever. Razor, Razor Fist. Yeah, Razor. Fist. Um, there's actually a deleted scene where they killed him. He was he died saving Aquafina's character. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad they took it out. I'm glad they kept him but alive. But don't you feel like the big, big, uh, mean-looking brute? Who's actually a big softy is a little mm-hmm. overdone at this point. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's every overdone. time. Yeah. yeah, I would I wouldn't have minded if he stayed brutal and bad. And in other words, we're okay that he died. Yeah, but they didn't because they did cut the scene and he's still alive and he's actually with the Ten Rings, so he'll probably be in the show. Oh, yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing. I'd, I'd go back on everything I just yeah. said. <laughs> I'd rethink that. I'd, I'd rethink everything you just said. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin Feige has made the nerd world surge with excitement. Yet again? Again. Uh, in a recent interview, Feige stated that not if, but when we see Daredevil again, Charlie Cox will be mm. the part. Yes, bravo. Bravo. I think that's him saying, uh, hopefully everybody but Iron Fist <laughs> will return as the Defenders. <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. It sucks that you're not caught up on stuff because this would be a great moment to have a conversation about a lot of stuff. But we can't because you're not caught up on Hawkeye. Okay. By the next recording, I should be. Okay. Because I got the next two days off. Great time to bend. Two two a day. Yeah. And uh, me and Mom actually started... uh, Me and Mom started uh, Wheel of Time. Me, Mom, and Maddie started The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got a date for that, too. 17th? Same day as Spider-Man. Same day as Spider-Man. Yeah. So, so maybe that weekend, we'll check yeah, it out. We'll have a lot to talk about. Mm. All right, so we got a little bit of news out of the Spider-Verse. Uh, news that I'm quite excited about. Am I doing all this at once? Okay, so in an interview, Benedict Cumberbatch, also known as Doctor Strange, stated that he hasn't read the end of the script for the upcoming Spider-Man 3 film. He wanted to be surprised when he sees it with everybody else, and I, can, I respect I that. I get behind that. I absolutely 100% uh, respect that. I think I would be the same way. I think I 
maybe like at f- the first couple of movies, I would want to know, you yeah. know, so I could be like, ha ha, I know, and you don't, yeah. uh, and feel all important. But then I would want to experience it like everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, I commend him yeah. for that. Uh, now, however, on the other hand, Aunt May, or as I like to call her, Hot Aunt May. Marissa Tomei said that she had to tell someone how it ended. She just couldn't hold it in anymore. She had to let it out. So she went and told her therapist because by law, the therapist can't breach patient-doctor confidentiality. That, that therapist could quit doing therapy work tomorrow, could and lose, charge. lose his or her license, and make a billion dollars by giving away all yeah. the secrets. Yeah. And by none other than Aunt May. Aunt May ruined Spider-Man. Oh, man. She wouldn't I hope that the therapist wasn't a fan. Like, dang, you just (laughs) spoiled it. What if he's not a fan? He's like, okay, cool. Who's Spider-Man? Who's... What? What's Marvel? And we also got a nice little teaser trailer for the upcoming Into the Spider-Verse sequel, which we are so excited to learn is going to be part one of a two-part series. I'm stoked, man. Into the Spider-Verse was my favorite movie of, what was it, 2019? 2019. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was the best thing Sony had done in a long time. I've seen it multiple times at this point. Multiple times. And you find yourself enjoying something different each time. Every single time. It's amazing. It is just like as close to perfect for, for me. For me, it's as close to perfect as you can get. It is. And the fact that it's like nothing against him, but like it's a Miles-centered story and not mm-hmm. like my Spider-Man, yeah. you know, like that shows you how good it is. Yeah, like uh, our Spider-Man's I'm a Peter Parker generation guy. was Peter Parker. Yeah. And Miles was written for a new generation. And since it's, you know... Centered around him, we as millennials didn't really think, oh man, you know, we're going to love it. And they created their own animation to tell the story. And the fact that one of the best Spider-Man stories ever told is not Peter Parker-centric, and it's not live action. Mm -hmm. says so much. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see, because this seems like it's going to be pretty Gwen-focused by the feel of it. Haley Steinfeld, dude. She's making bank. She's amazing, and she's my favorite part of Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. She's completely won me over. I knew she would be, because I I like Kate Bishop. She's one of the better parts of the game. If you played it again, you'd be playing, like, all the new downloaded stuff. Mm. So, like, the Hawkeye stuff, uh, the Black Panther stuff. Kate Bishop is one of the best additions that game has made. It's phenomenal. Perhaps one day I'll check it out. But I, I I love her. Yeah. So, last little bit of news. Last of Us HBO series has cast Nick Offerman as Bill. Who's Bill? I don't remember Bill. I don't remember Bill either. Oh, I, of course, I, I didn't do. play the sequel, so is I he do. in the original, I would uh, imagine? I haven't played the sequel either, but I do remember Bill. He's the guy you meet up with kind of early on in the story. Oh. Yeah, you run through the school with him and Joel. The brother. No, not the brother. Oh, okay, never mind. Way even no, before no, that. No. The guy that like didn't trust anybody. Yeah, no, no. Offerman will be great. Yes, he's perfect. Oh, he's going to be good. And Offerman joining nerd culture. I mean, Parks and Rec was fun, but it's not like... It's pop culture. It's not like nerd-centered, mm-hmm. but like a video game show. Offerman. Uh, so that's the end of your nerdly news. And when we come back, we are going to dive heavily into the Christmas season with our top 10 Christmas classic countdown and we will do that after this brief intermission. (laughs) 
30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, and happy holidays. And to get you in the mood for the Christmas season, the holiday season, uh, we are talking about our top ten classic Christmas movies that pretty much sum up our Christmas. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you did yours. But I made my list based off of quotability, um, watchability at the holidays. Like I, when I think of watching, you you hinted towards earlier that we're traditionalists and like we do a lot of things together. And like I these, bet you, I can predict some of the ones you're gonna have on your these list. These ten, we watch as a family l- religiously every Christmas, starting after Thanksgiving. These ten movies have been a part of my life since their inception. You don't have to confirm or deny, but I'm just going to guess, okay? I'm going to make some predictions. You're going to have Miracle on 34th Street on your list. You're going to maybe have White Christmas on your list. 
That's that one's a maybe. I feel like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a definite. Hmm. And Scrooged, I think you'll have on your list. Those are three predictions I have. Now, did you do honorable mentions? As I well? did several honorable mentions. Yeah, I have a few. I did a lot, a lot. So I figured we would go from ten. That's exactly what I thought. Descending order, and I mean, I I don't really have a whole lot of like defense. I don't feel like this is an opportunity where we're defending. You've mine's already better defended than yours. your list more than me. Like you're talking about quotability and yeah. blah blah blah. How like, many times we watch? This is it. just me personally. What mm. I like. Because yeah. there's several things on my honorable mentions that are far more popular and far more Mine like too. beloved, you know, by yeah. the masses Mine too. than me personally. Yeah. A little look behind the curtain. We initially were going to call this episode Cult Christmas Classics. And it kind of slipped our mind like what cult meant, cult classics. Um, so <laughs> when kind of re- rehashing the term cult classic, we realized that what cult classics actually are is like they don't have a following mainstream style. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. It's like you got to be a part of the club. Because I would consider Repo Man the Genetic Opera. That's a cult 100%. following. Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror used to be. It's becoming more mainstream now than it was when we were kids. Or even well, when we were in college. Are we coming up on like 40 years? Yeah, 40 years. 50? It's taken 40 years for more of the mainstream to watch it on Halloween or know the time warp. Um, but man, when we were kids, nobody talked about Rocky Horror. No. Like I was introduced to it pretty early because mom and dad used to go before they had me. They'd go every October and dress up. And I yeah. grew up in quite a sheltered home, so <laughs> I did not know of such things. <laughs> I understand you were a tree for Halloween. So. I I was a tree for Halloween. While you were off being Batman, loving Halloween, I was a tree. One day we'll get a therapist on the show and we'll dig that up. You know, maybe we. But should. let me just say that you've really branched out since your childhood. I knew it. I, I you didn't even have to open your mouth, and I knew you were about to say that. I could reach over and slap you right now. Goodness. So let's start at number ten. All right, and I technically have two because when looking at the how many times we watch it, these two kind of are pretty. Oh, so you got ties now? I don't know. You're just the one. I just have one tie, and it's number ten. So you got ten A and ten B. Ten A and ten B. Jingle all the way, and Christmas with the cranks. I forgot about Christmas right. with the cranks, bro. Oh my goodness, that's a good one. Okay, uh, I had Jingle all the way on my honorable mentions. All right. I did, uh, but hey, good choice, good yeah. choice. Uh, I'll go with my number 10 now. The stop motion uh, old classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. I had that on my honorable mentions. Hey. And I don't know where it stopped being a tradition for us to watch it. We used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. I mean, me and Mom would quote the, I guess he's a gold digger, the... Guy with the red... Big red beard guy. Big red beard guy. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that all the they time. They used to only show it once a year. Mm-hmm. So it was like a big thing. It was a thing. You, When we were kids, you got the TV guide to know when they were showing Rudolph. Mm-hmm. You, and you all had to sit down. You watched the commercials and everything. Yep. And now, 
they don't really do. Well, like, now we live in the age of instant gratification. I don't want to wait until Christmas to watch Rudolph or I'm watch it on July second. Right exactly. Ugh. I live with the Christmas spirit year round. Ugh. I can watch Rudolph in July. Ugh. But yeah, 1964 yeah. Rudolph. Fond memories of that as a yeah. wee lad. Yeah. Do you remember the reindeer that was bullying him? A little bit. What's his name? Can't remember. Fireball. Fireball. What a terrible name for a reindeer. I don't know. I think it sounds cool. <laughs> on Dasher, on Dancer, on Fireball and Vixen. <laughs> Fireball. Fireball. It sort of implies that he's fast and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Full um, of fire. Fire. Wasn't that also the that was the one with the elf wanted to be the dentist? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make toys. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> oh God. Number nine. All right, I'll we'll, we'll we'll switch it up here, and and I'll go next for number nine. <laughs> My number nine is John Ritter's the great legendary John Ritter's last movie. And that's Bad Santa in 2003. That is on an honorable mention for mine. It is not my... You're not lining up one bit Funny. Here. Funny. But we did not watch that as a family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, different criteria. But, uh, yeah, probably a safe, safe choice not to do that. Very funny, though. Very funny movie. Hilarious. Billy Bob Thornton is an underrated actor. I wanted he to is, say that. He is because he can go from Sling Blade to Armageddon, and then he does Bad Santa. He physically, I mean, he looked like a different person in Sling Blade. Yeah. You know, it's amazing when people like uh, Charlize Theron when she did Monster mm. looked like a different person. It's amazing to me when people pull that yeah. off. Yeah, love it. My number nine is The Polar Express, <laughs> and before it was a movie, we read it every Christmas. I want you to know, dude, I didn't even put it on honorable mentions. I didn't even think about it. I completely forgot. We got it. That and Christmas with the Cranks both completely mm. slipped my mind. Wow. 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 I've just never been much of a Christmassy guy until the past, like... Since you got a family? Since Yeah, I mean, since really Becky came along. Because yeah. she's always been very festive and into all that stuff. And I yeah. never was. I was just... You know, like, we kind of touched on. I didn't come from like the hey, we have all these family traditions. I didn't yeah. come from that that kind of family at all. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. I understand. But I love it now, and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you are reminding me of these. Um, plus, Tom Hanks, man, oh. there's like four voices in that. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's uh, just so good, so good. Uh, I so, I um, my number eight, and you're probably gonna be. A lot of people are going to be shocked that it's so low on my list. The Grinch. When I say The Grinch, I mean both. Uh, and I say both because I sat through half of the Benedict Cumberbatch one and stopped. Mm-hmm. No offense to him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just not a fan. Not for me. Didn't Didn't care for it. Obviously, we grew up to the original one. That was uh, narrated by Karloff, and it was great. You know, it's thirty minutes long, if that. Every Christmas you got it. It's also a Dr. Seuss book. But then Jim Carrey changed the game and gave us. I mean, how many times do we quote it year round? Hate, hate, hate. 
We used to quote it a lot because an old friend of ours uh, could do like the fox me precious like a better impression than me of the Grinch, and I was like, "Wow, you you could do this professionally." Because he kind of looked like the Grinch. He kind of looked like him from time to time, and he acted like him from time to time. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but when Squatch would go into his, we call him Slash Squatch because he's seven. One seven two something like that. I don't know. And he walked like Bigfoot. You know, Swinging he swung his arms. arms. And if you were like ever like in the mall and saw him, I remember like when we were in high school together. Because uh, when I was a freshman, he was a senior. And then he would come back and stage manage East West shows for Randy. And then he started doing theater guild stuff. And even I think he did what some encore side stage mm-hmm. rare uh, occasionally. If you saw him out in public, he'd just be walking, slinging those arms, and you, if you were like, Squatch! And just shout it, and he'd even do the side turn, like the old Patterson-Gimlin film. He'd just be <laughs> long-arming and just... <gasps> just <laughs> Which was also referenced in the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, but I mean, the quotability of it alone, everything Carrey does, his mannerisms, he completely altered his body, just everything. On a fairly regular basis. When Becky and I are getting ready to go somewhere, I'll get dressed and I'll do the whole, ooh, ah, ooh, that's it, I'm not going. <laughs> like regularly, and she still laughs every time. <laughs> so my number eight, and, and I'll have a lot more to say about the Grinch, because the Grinch did make my top ten. Mm. So for the first time here, we've we've got one that lines up, sort of. Uh, you did put him pretty low on the list. Though. I did. Uh, but my number eight is A Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992. Did you know that this was the first Muppets movie made after the passing of uh, Jim Henson in 1990? I did not know that. Saint Jim Saint Henson, Jim as Henson. far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, first one. Michael Caine. Michael Caine is Scrooge. Uh, a lot of the music I don't care for, which is no. like a lot of people's favorite part about it. A lot of the music I, I'm not into, but I love the Muppets. Hmm. I have a very special place in my heart for the Muppets. And I, I got love a the them. aspect of Gonzo and his little rap buddy narrating Rizzo. thing. Rizzo. And something always happening to Rizzo in between each scene change. And it was almost set up like a live you know, feel, like you were watching... As a live audience member. I am here to tell the story. Yeah. And I'm here for the food. Yeah. <laughs> Very back and forth Abbott and Costello comedy, which mm-hmm. I love. And Michael Caine and Scrooge, phenomenal performance. I mean, anything Michael Caine does is, is, is just, it's just, it's just, he's it's phenomenal. It's Michael Caine. And the Ghost of Christmas Present is one of my favorite versions of the Ghost of Christmas Present. Big, really, the big one, yeah, yeah, love him. Cool. That's my favorite of the three spirits in any version, but that version of that because he's always jolly. Yeah, big jolly yeah. guy. Big always guy. eating. Like it'd be Hagrid. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, if if Harry Potter did a a Scrooge story, Hagrid is the ghost of Christmas Present. All right, so moving on to number seven on our list, and I'll Which go first it, this time. It made my honorable mention. Uh, the Muppets, Muppets did. did? Yeah. Okay. Now I know you got this one on your list. I, I guarantee it. 
So number seven for me is the 1993. This one I think would probably count as a cult classic. Maybe not as much nowadays. Uh, but The Nightmare Before Christmas. And one of the best things about Nightmare Before Christmas is that not only can we celebrate it at Christmas time and enjoy it at Christmas time, but also at Halloween. And, fun fact I learned about Nightmare Before Christmas that I didn't know, they had multiple, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different characters that mm-hmm. they had created. Mm-hmm. Jack, just Jack himself, had over or around 400 different heads for all the different expressions Faces. and stuff like that. Wow. Um, you didn't put it on your top ten? No, it's an honorable mentions. Unbelievable. Um, because I feel like I don't even know you Especially anymore. when Nolan and Peyton came along. Nightmare Before Christmas is great, and they like it as a Halloween movie. We don't really watch it as much as we used to at Christmas. Now, with Colton around, we've started watching it more at Christmas. But, uh, no. I think it's the perfect blend of the two. It is. It is. It really is. I mean, there's an entire song about making Christmas and... Sandy you know, Claus. Sandy Claus. And, What's uh, this? It's great. It, it is. Um, but, I don't know. It just didn't make my top ten. I'm disappointed. I know. I'm sure a lot of people are. <laughs> uh, my number seven, though, is Scrooged with Bill Murray. That's one. That's one you guessed ding, right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, m- mainly because of the Murray of it mm-hmm. all. A uh, huge Bill Murray fan. Yeah. Um, but it's quotability. If you watch it a lot and you, you jump onto the quotes and you memorize them, there's so much of life that, in, in my everyday life that I will use a Scrooge quote. And e- even not at Christmas. Um it's just a funny movie. It's a great retelling, modernized retelling mm-hmm. of the Christmas Carol story. And a lot more comedy involved. And where I think I think it belongs in my top ten still today because that's it's easy to st- see the story play out in like the 1800s. Or what? It, whenever the original Christmas story takes, yeah, yeah, Christmas Carol minutes. takes place. Um, but to see it in a modern day, more American mm-hmm. instead of English, mm-hmm. and it's a CEO businessman and how he treats his employees. It's very like even here in 2021, we still need to see it told like that. Like you could probably do an even more modernized version of like, oh, I don't know, Bezos. Um, or, or some rich guy in 2021 who probably treats his employees terribly and stuff like that and overworks them and he's flying to space. Um, I think that's why it's on my list because, wow, I mean, it's the Christmas Carol, but it's a lot more eye-opening. And Bill Murray don't hurt either. Yeah, Bill Murray don't hurt either. And Bobcat Goldthwait's in it. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> Mr. Cross? <laughs> He could he could say the most serious thing and I'd still giggle because <laughs> I'd be like, dude, you can't. whatever happened to that guy? Is he still around? He still does stand up. He used to be a big yeah. deal back in the he day. He was. I remember. He that. was because he was also a. Uh, he did pain the in police, Hercules. Well, and he did the police, police academy, academy movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. pain and panic. There's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I, I want to do a watch through of that. 
Well, a lot of people don't watch movies with me. Of Scrooged much. or of Hercules? Scrooged. Oh. Um, a lot of people don't like watching movies much with me anymore. Because you quote them? Exactly. Or you say the line before, before the line is said, yes, you do yeah, that. I do. Um, you do. You did that with Fellowship of the Ring last time we watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. It really is. So, yeah, uh, moving to number six, mine is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Another one I forgot about. The Snow Miser and Heat Miser Man? I, I can't mean, believe it. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Tenvelo. It was probably the stop motion uh, movie that I grew up watching more than even Rudolph. Was The Year Without a Santa Claus. I love it. I didn't watch that one much, which might be why I left it off my list. But uh, It's incorporated in Schumacher's, Shoemaker, Joel's... Uh, Batman, uh, Mr. Freeze yep. is teaching it to his henchman, the Snow Miser yeah. uh, part. Only good part about that movie. Can was, I, I, I was about to say, like, send, send your hate tweets to at NerdyJD1. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to jump on the Last Jedi battle what? with Batman and Robin because I can't. Okay. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things about Batman and Robin that are redeemable. Well, that's an episode for season four. I think four. it might be. I think it might be. I, it's not one that I'm going to pull off the shelf and say, hey, guys, let's watch Batman and Robin because it's great. Because it's yeah. not. It's yeah. not. But there are many qualities of that movie. I would be. That I, are worth talking I, about. I would definitely be up for watching it again. And... Doing a whole, like, finding the... Rede- That's a series we should start. Finding the redeemable qualities in bad nerd movies. Bingo. We can do it. Boom. Another million dollar idea. Boom. Just put out... There's a YouTube I- channel right there. Uh, That'll be the first one. Yeah, that will be. Alright, number six. For me, is A Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. Ooh. 1999. I got a lot of time for Patrick Stewart. And I anything. I appreciate anything that he does. Uh, and that is probably my favorite Christmas Carol retelling out of all of them. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Carol is in my list, but it is not Stewart's. I'm just going to say the Jim Carrey version I do not like no. at all. No. Okay. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Yours is probably the old 1950s one. With, uh, we'll get to it. Alright. It's not, but we'll get to it. So we're on number five now, right? Yes. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up everyone, I'm Darren. Hey, what's up guys, I'm Josh. Hey guys, I'm Christian. Hey, what's up y'all, this is Dominic and we're the East Coast Avengers. We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe. 
Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers podcast. We hope you enjoy. Counting down our top 10 Christmas classics. And we've had some pretty big names already. Quite a few. And our our lists are very yeah. different. Very different. I'd sort of predicted that they would be different. Yeah. But i got to say, a couple of things have really surprised me so far. But let's continue <sighs> on, shall we? Absolutely. With, with number five, I'll kick this round off. My number five pick is... Ernest Saves Christmas from the year 1988. You know what I mean, Vern? Oh, man, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, the part of the plan. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Good did choice. That, did that make any of your lists at all? I'm going to be honest, for the first time, you've got me forgetting about hey. one. I forgot about Ernest Saving Christmas. Um, I Mostly when I think of Ernest, my favorite one was Scared Stupid. Yeah. Um, cause it was pretty dead gum scary. That troll thing was terrifying. Pretty much all the Ernest movies are classics. They are. Ernest goes to jail. Yeah. Now, was that the one that had to do with the shoes? Like some kids stole shoes or there's magical shoes or something like that or... I think you're thinking of holes. (laughs) That's funny. Stanley Yelnes. No, I'm thinking of a... There's a... There's an Ernest movie where there's shoes involved. (laughs) Involved. It's Michael, Michael Jordan shoes or something like that. Probably. Yeah, man. I completely forgot about Ernest Saves Christmas. Look at got, you. Got one on him. My number five is It's a Wonderful Life. Ha! Knew it. You knew that one? I, th- I think that's one that I called, didn't I? Uh, I think so, so. Yeah, I said you're going to say It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, and uh, uh, the one you just did. Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I love the story behind it. I love the quotes behind it. My mouth's bleeding, Bert. I did the the stage version. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes anything more special. It does. It does. Um, they actually, the characters in the movie, Bert and Ernie, the cop and the cab driver, um, in the stage version, instead of having two separate entities, Joe combined it into Bernie. And I... We just cut some lines, added some lines, made some lines work in a different way, and I was Bernie instead of casting two people as Bert mm-hmm. and Ernie. And a lot of that, you've we've both directed shows in the Morristown area. It's hard to find guys. That's really a big reason behind why Joe had to do that. It's just finding guys to do a play. <sighs> I, I want to say finding... Guys who just aren't bodies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Without saying 
saying it a certain way. Because yeah. <laughs> um, obviously there there are guys that will be like, I'll just stand on stage. Just don't make me do anything. You can find those. Yeah. But finding guys who are actually like, give me a Committed. lot of lines. Um, it's very hard in this area. Yeah. So it was fun. And it's one that I quote constantly with my older brother Christopher, um, especially the my mouth bleed, and just just talking like him in any form or fashion uh, is is a given. And it's it's just a great movie. It's a classic for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, but it's not one that I yeah. have really any sort of deep connection mm-hmm. to, so I, I didn't include it. I understand. Yeah, I understand. So, my number four is A Christmas Carol. The 1984 version, which actually has um, a pretty prominent actor, uh, George C. Scott. Yep. Um, A lot of people know him as Patton. Yeah. General Patton. I mainly know him not just as this movie, but in The Rescuers Down Under, the Disney movie. He voices the poacher. And Joanna. Like he has this big lizard sidekick called Joanna. And it's it's scary and it's dangerous for the mice and the kid that he's kidnapped. And he's, he's trying to kill this eagle. But yeah, George C. Scott, he has a, a phenomenal presence, especially as Scrooge. When he did, gives that Mr. Cratchit line. It's terrifying. I felt like I was Bob every time I watched the movie. I was like, oh, God. I think this version is probably widely considered to be the best and most favorite version. It's the most played version yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, unless it's ABC Family, they're always playing that dadgum Jim Carrey version. Eesh. It's just bad, man. I didn't like it at all. Did he Christmas? <laughs> it's just bad. for me. Love Jim Carrey. Props oh, to yeah. him for, you know, yeah. everything. Love him to pieces. But You know, actually... Um, Going back, and, and we've already wa- started watching some of these as a family, especially when the kids are in. Um, and when I'm watching the kids, they're they're ready for Christmas movies. <laughs> so I learned a little something that I don't think I ever noticed. And I think Jim Carrey pointed it out. I have to go go back and find this tweet came back from... This is a tweet he made God, years ago. But I'm pretty sure Jim said it in interviews before, too. Is the Grinch never really hated Christmas as much as he hated people? Yeah. And that's something I can get behind. <laughs> the people yeah. are what make Christmas bad for some people. It's people not, are what make a lot of things bad. Yeah, it's not necessarily the holiday he hates. It's what people, they're loud, and it's shopping, and it's not really what Christmas is about. And it's, um, So, so yeah, um, but back to Christmas Carol, you know, it's just, it's that classic story of, um, Changing your ways before it's too late, especially the line where Marley says, uh, um, your chains were this long 20, 10 Christmases ago or 20 Christmases ago or something like that. And he's like, I'd hate to see them now. Just like, oh my God, even Marley, your old partner's like, this is what I did before I died. I couldn't imagine the torment you're going to have to go through, bro, when you die. So I'm trying to I'm coming back to tell you like I'm gonna try to help you out. If this doesn't work, I'll see you soon. You know, and as you said, the ghost of Christmas present 
is always a fun, no matter what rendition it is. There's Mickey's Christmas Carol, where it's the giant character from the Jack and the Beanstalk. Yep. He's lifting up the house roofs to show Scrooge McDuck everything. He's like, look in here. Um, but this one, whenever he's talking about, well, let them die, control the population, blah, blah, blah. And he lifts up, he shows under his coat, and there are these terrifying, scrawny little kids and it's just and the the ghost of Christmas future in this one I think is one of the scarier ones. The two uh, the two kids are uh, want and hunger. Right? Want and hunger. Right. Yeah, and it's just funny. And going back to Scrooged, the ghost of Christmas uh, present for that one is uh, she's Miracle Max's wife in uh, Princess Bride. She's also in Carol Unbreakable Kane. Carol Kane. She's the ghost of Christmas past, and she's constantly punching Frank in the face and like hitting him and poking his eyes. And come here, Frank. Let me tell you something. And punches him in the face. But it's just that classic tale, man. That every yeah. Christmas, I think that, and I hinted towards it with Scrooge. I think everyone needs to watch it over and over. And I still am shocked at how many people don't can watch it and not learn a thing. It just. I mean, I think that's that's the case for so many for, things. Yeah. Things fall in deaf ears. They don't yeah. realize, oh, maybe this, you know, maybe we should take a, a, a it's like reflection people, here and, and look at myself and how this applies to me. It's like a lot of people are like, well, I, I read the Bible every night. Well, you might read it, but... Uh, yeah, Christmas Carol is like one of the greatest uh, pieces of literature about like redemption. and So we're on number four still, right? Yeah. My number four, uh, this one's going to be at the top of a lot of people's list. I'm very sure of that. Uh, and that's Elf from 2003. John Favreau just always uh, churning out those great hits for us. Uh, Will Ferrell, everybody loves him. Zoe Deschanel, big part of that one too. It's a great movie. And you're looking at me like, ugh, because you don't care for that one so much, mm-hmm. do you? Yeah. I don't care for her much. I love Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. and anything she does. Yeah. They use that girl. Um, We're actually uh, doing a musical study of Once Upon a Mattress in one of my classes, and she was in the yeah. the old uh, movie version. Yeah. Wow. Um, I put it on my honorable mentions for the reason of it's a Christmas movie that's popular with a lot of people and the mass um community i guess you would call it it's never been one of my family's favorites we don't watch it a lot uh but and i and i had this conversation the other day because <laughs> i said the same thing to somebody i said i wouldn't even put elf in my top 10 christmas list and people like looked at me all wide and i said look if i did my top 10 comedies right now there wouldn't be a will ferrell movie in the bunch i like I don't know that there yeah there would be actually for me I like Will Ferrell yeah especially in his SNL days I still hee haw and guffaw at Anchorman um but to me I think he has three characters that he pulls from there's the wide eyed character that he uses in Elf and many other things there's the Burgundy and then there's the Ricky Bobby um there he takes variations of each of those blueprints 
and does all of his movies. Okay, so which of those was he in The Office? Oh, God. I really try to forget that he was in The Office because... Three, four episodes? Ugh. D'Angelo Vickers. Not, yeah, not my favorite. Everybody was so excited. Like, if you listen to all the old pod, like, if you listen to Kevin's podcast or the Office Ladies, they loved working with Will Ferrell. And I'm like, a huge percentage of the Office fan base are like, these are the worst moments of the Office. Was when they tried to, re- like, they their long game wasn't to have him there for long. That was the joke, was that Will Ferrell's coming in, but he's not there for long. That's the joke. But even though that's the joke, I'm like, bad. Not funny. Didn't love it. Didn't love the character. Didn't, love it. didn't like the writing behind it. Just didn't like it. Uh, I felt like bringing in all these people, and I mean, Robert California worked, I guess. I felt like it was them not trusting who they already had. They already had the people. They didn't need to bring in some outside person to replace Michael Scott. You know, com- they had the talent. Conversations like this, we, we haven't agreed upon this yet, but I'm putting it out in the ether anyway. You know, I had suggested that sometime in season four, we should have a whole episode dedicated to The Office. It's not on brand for us necessarily, but, you know, let's be honest. Nerd culture, pop culture, you know, we're pretty much in the same yeah. arena here. Uh, and we talk about it so much and everybody loves it. I feel like we could have great discussions. Absolutely. Much like that. Absolutely. Our own personal favorite and most cringy moments. The things we skip. Now. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, you know, I, I respect the fan base that Elf, um, and you also said something about It's Wonderful Life. Doing a stage version of something can make it more personal to you. It had the opposite effect for you. It did. We did Elf, Junior, the Theater Guild, and I assistant directed it, and it's a pitiful script. It's terrible. It's did not need to. Be, be on stage not contrary to popular belief a lot of things don't need to be taken to broadway and in my opinion elf was one of them um one of the biggest arguments i ever gotten with in a, a cohort in the theater was i believed that buddy should be a girl and i still wholeheartedly believe that because there's a type of cheer that you have to tap into and i have yet to meet a guy in the theater world that could do it i think I disagree. I think I think that ruins uh, that ruins what's so special about Buddy. He's supposed to be this big, you know, Will Ferrell awkward looking, you know, and that's what makes him so different. I know. That's why I think it doesn't work on stage, also, because where are you going to find them? They're hard to find. Mm -hmm. A Will it worked in the movie because it was Will Ferrell. Yeah. You can't find Will Ferrell's. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a massive fan of his comedy. I laugh at some of his movies. But most of the time, I just watch his movies like... I mean, not to get on a whole Will Ferrell tangent, but you know, Step Brothers holds up to this day. Yes. It's Step Brothers still holds up. I have high the school kids The first Anchorman who, still holds up Still quote Step Brothers. Like, I was watching this movie before you were born, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number three... Definitely one that's going to be at, at the top of so many people's lists. Uh, and we spoke on this and agreed that franchises can count as one pick. So for my number three, I'm going to go with Home Alone and also Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Where do you have that? Number three. No way! Yeah. 
Wow. Home Alone. I just said Home Alone. Yeah, that's what I did too. Because two, I mean, we, well, only one and two. We don't count the I spinoffs. I haven't seen, I ain't got time for, I don't yeah. care about anything after one and two. Yeah. If it ain't Macaulay Culkin, exactly. I don't care. Exactly. Did you realize that Home Alone, the original Home Alone was 1990 and Home Alone 2 was 1992, two years. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, whatever age, whatever age he was at that time, you know, at that point in a kid's life, two years is a long time. You yeah. do a lot of growing. He looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. It's like he didn't age a day. It literally looks like he's the same the next Christmas. And again, like two years at that time period, that's... Yeah. He's grow a lot in that time. What yeah. happened? You know, he aged late. I mean, how long did he... Was he a kid? He was home alone. He did Richie Rich. He did My Girl. I mean, Page Master. I mean, he was like that same look and that same age for like 10 years, mm, it felt true. like. That's true. And then he just grew up and, and had problems. And now he's back. I mean, it's the second coming of Macaulay Culkin. Tearing it up in American Horror Story. Phenomenal. Oh, really? Yes. Killer. Has a kid with Brenda Song. I did know that. Has another kid with... Can never remember the actress's name, but she plays the second rendition of Meg, the demon in Supernatural. They were married for a while. Oh, I um, she's she's great. She's phenomenal. Um, she's done some other stuff, but Kelly Cogan was a really really cute kid, but as an adult, he's not very no. appealing. No, he's not. Well, he he went through his drug fra- phase that kind of tears Looks your body like up, a, like a raisin or something. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> shriveled up. He looks a little better now than. The photos you're probably thinking of. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely not scruffy and smoking on the sidewalk. Those. Since we're talking about Home Alone. Okay. Favorite Home Alone-like thing. You know, like the slap in the face and screaming or the certain lines or certain, like, little, little things about it. <laughs> um... One of the first things that comes to mind is the guy. It's not a Home Aloneism, but the Duncan's toy chest guy, Mr. Duncan. His voice, you know, it's very nice. I think I'm going to give you these two. These You'll be two, friends forever. These are two turtle doves, and you get you keep one, and you give one to the other. Like I'm like that I'm, dude was like a classic, like big deal actor. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. I don't could tell you his name, but I don't know he was. A good um. Guy. My favorite Home Alone thing is probably um, Marv's scream. Always cracks me up. <laughs> and I think I hinted at this during the 2016 Ghostbusters. I think the funniest part of that movie is when Kevin McDonald goes, just that. It's Obviously, it's not really Kevin McDonald screaming in Ghostbusters. But just that high-pitched scream, and he's actually doing Bro, it. Bro, I was shocked to see Kevin McDonald in the new uh, Halloween movie. Yeah? What the heck? Did you watch it? I did. What'd you think? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. There's a third one, so we're going to let it. Yeah. I can't keep up with all the different, well, like, they this retconned. one branches into this they one. They retconned two through. Uh, like, most of them don't yeah. count. Yeah. They don't count anymore. So it's one, and then... Halloween, which was two, and then this is, or no, 
there's Halloween, the first one. It goes through like the first three or something, and then it branches out into the new ones. It's crazy. It's it's insane. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. So uh, like they they did away with this whole idea that like there was she a niece. was his sister yeah. or something like that. They did away with all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, Home Alone. It's hard to pick one thing. I I'll mean, tell you mine. My favorite Home Alone thing is the thing where he plays the videotape, like "Merry Christmas, you, you felt the animal." animal. And like in the second one, Tim Curry's like crawling on the floor. Get down! There's a crazy person. With I you. love you. You've been smoking everybody. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably my favorite Home Alone anything is the fact that Tim Curry's in one of them. Oh yeah. And I mean that's Rob Schneider too. Mm-hmm. They're both work. Like you know, you don't get the curse of the sequel with Home Alone two. I don't think. Mm-mm. Because you also got John freaking Gandy in the I sequel. I think that those those are like completely even. Or the first one, yeah. John Candy like, in the first one, they're just they're even kill. Yeah. And they, you know, they didn't rehash the same thing exactly. I mean, they did, you know, like Marv and Harry are broken out and the sequel, but it's in New York City. Uh, so yeah, we wow, we tied at number. Th- we finally we got to three before we. I think we matched might, up. I think we probably got one more that that is either, well. We only got two options left, but okay. I think the next one might be the same as well. Well, I have done something that I I don't think you're you're predicting that I've done. So we'll get there. Why well, you got to be complicated? I know I got to make it complicated. Uh, Maddie, I hope you're happy with that because her favorite movie of all time is probably Home Alone. No, uh-huh. Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving doesn't matter when it is, but Home Alone is like her favorite movie. Wow. What and she, she, one of the first things she said before she left tonight, before I came over here, she said, I'm interested to see where Home Alone's at. I hope we agree. So I hope three's good enough. I, I can't put it any higher. That's a good spot, personally. Maddie. It's a good spot. Um, and I would never put it any lower because it's, it's, it's amazing. So number two, um, I went with A Christmas Story. You should try out, kid. It's a classic movie. The quotes are there. You can watch it for 24 hours on Christmas Eve into Christmas night. Uh, and Drink your oval tea. We probably get a good four to four and a half watches within that 24 hours uh, as a family. Between Christmas Eve when it starts at 8 o'clock. Have it on while opening gifts. Have it on while yeah. opening me gifts. Too. Me too. Christopher and me quoting back and forth while we're opening but gifts. But I didn't say fudge. I said it. The F dash 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 word. And sadly, I was going to do this on stage. But it was Christmas of last year. November of last year. I was going to do it for Creative Theater. Pigeon Forge. And I was going to play Older Ralphie, the narrator. This the is Matthew those... Broderick character. And... It got it, shut this down. This was one of those times when we thought we were coming out of everything. We thought we, we were had coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, but I also sadly learned that if that show didn't happen, then Creative Theater wasn't going to be able to stay open. So it didn't happen, and Creative shut down. So, sadly, uh, we didn't get to do that show. Our Ralphie was, it was a girl playing Ralphie, and she was phenomenal. Uh, the little brother... The guy, kid playing the little brother, the dad, the mom. I was the narrator. Like, the whole cast was perfect. Mike was directing it. Wes was stage manager. Robert was producing it at Creative Theater. And it was just great. It was 
rehearsals were fun. It was going to be a good show. And it just didn't get to happen. And I was just excited because, like, initially I wasn't really excited about the fact that it became a musical, a Broadway musical. And I didn't watch Encore's version because I was kind of like, I don't need to see it. But then after seeing it done live where Matthew Broderick played the narrator kid, older Ralphie, the narrator part, and getting to do the play, I was like, okay, this works. It's cheesy. Sure. But the movie has cheesy moments. (laughs) It's a Christmas movie. Most Christmas movies are cheesy. I remember working at FYE years ago, which used to stand for For Your Entertainment. I don't know if it still does. I'm wondering if it's like KFC and WWE. Like, yeah, we're Kentucky Fried Chicken, but no, we're just KFC. It's just KFC. Uh, but yeah, FYE, and we used to sell those, the the lamps, the leg, leg lamps, lamps all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my number two pick is also a Christmas Story, 1983. <sighs> Did you know really? that the majority of the movie was filmed in Canada? I didn't know that. And it was added to the U.S. Film Registry uh, in the Library of Congress in 2012 because it's culturally relevant and significant. That took a little too long, if you ask me. It was 1983. Think about that and the style of movie it is, okay? The style of movie it is. Obviously, they filmed it to take place not in 83. The next year, Ghostbusters came out. That's crazy to think about. Like, oh, we're talking about a Christmas story. Well, yeah, it's just a year before Ghostbusters. But they filmed it to be like young Ralphie, not in 83. Like the 50s 50s or something like that. The dad alone, man. I think I've said this multiple times on this show, but if you're going to watch Christmas Story multiple times, spend an entire time just watching the dad. His faces, his actions... Just the little things he does in the background, the faces he gives his wife, his kids. He is a phenomenal actor. Yeah, and I'm always noticing the differences in, like, fun, loving, jolly dad mm-hmm. versus he could kill somebody dad. Bumbus says! You know, he can come, he can be da, 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 really... Da, 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 it's the Bumbus sounds! He can be really scary. Absolutely. What did you just say? Yeah. That's what I thought you said. Get in a car. And he's the say, we'll see in Oz, folks. Did you tell Santa what you wanted? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, he knows. He always knows. And plus, the kid got his. I got my Red Rider just a couple years ago. Just a few years ago, I got my official Red Rider. My parents got it for me at like 30. At 29, I finally got my official Red Rider carbine action BB gun. And I cried. As an adult, I was like, <gasps> I got it. I finally, and it's, it's at the house. It's, and you didn't shoot your eye I out. I did not shoot my eye out. I got the official Red Rider finally as an adult. And Have any icicles falling on your eye? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those icicles are so dangerous. Um, but yeah, man, I love A Christmas Story. Me too. I can't wait. That's one of the biggest things I'm like, I can't wait till Christmas Story comes on. <laughs> But I also have it on DVD, Blu-ray, Voodoo. I could watch it at any time, but I can't watch it other than Christmas those 24 Day. hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. So, we both had uh, the same pick for three and two. And I know we don't have the same pick for number one. Mm-mm. 
I'm trying, I'm, I'm racking my brain here to try to guess what your number one pick is going to be. Uh, is it going to be like a, like a out of nowhere type thing? Hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw some guesses out. Santa Claus trilogy with Tim Allen. Damn it. Ha! <laughs> Specifically the first one. Yeah. I mean, two and three, they work, but... Actually, I haven't seen the third one still to this day. Really? I haven't seen that one. Not a fan of everything about it, but, you know, it made it work. Martin Short is funny, you know, but playing a villain is... Not something you're normally Is used to. Is three the one that had the farting reindeer? Or was the farting reindeer in all of them? Two. Okay. Two had... Uh, um, Comet eats too much candy. Oh. Yeah. And three had Jack Frost, played by Martin Short. Yeah. Good. But the Santa Claus, man... This tradition started, I mean... Before Peyton was even born. Every Christmas Eve, we would sleep in mom's room when we were kids and watch the Santa Claus on Christmas Eve as we are going to sleep. We'd start the Santa Claus because we knew that like we'd, you know, mom would be in her bed and we'd bring in like make pallets and, you know, me and Nolan couldn't sleep and so we'd watch the Santa Claus and now it's to a point where all three of us watch the Santa Claus on Christmas Eve and all three of us quote it and we know you know, every step that the movie takes. But it means that it's Christmas Eve and it's bedtime. And the next morning's Christmas Day. And, I mean, it's Tim Allen, too. It's it's quality Tim Allen. In his prime. I mean, he's tool man at this time. All the facial expressions, man. He's like a master of he is. funny facial expressions. Yeah. Um, and comedic acting. He is. Uh, I included... The Christmas, uh, or sorry, the Santa Claus trilogy in my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. uh, because I certainly appreciate the uh, the first one especially. Yeah. But it has never been one of those that I've been like, oh, it's Christmas time, gotta mm-hmm. watch Santa Claus, you yeah. know. Uh, so I didn't include it. On my list. Nice. <laughs> so you want to take a guess at my number one? I think your number one should be obvious. I think. It should be obvious. I think it's so. the Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey, uh, Grinch from the year two thousand. I remember seeing it in the theaters. I was so excited about it. Yeah, because I love Jim Carrey and I love the Grinch because I used to really love the cartoon as well, which I didn't oh, yeah. even include on any of my list. But uh, man, Jim Carrey is just the king. Mm. Really. Uh, speak. I totally off topic. I watched. Uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine on a Spotless Mind this week, just because. Dude, incredible. Yes, man. And yes, man. Have you s- I watch that all the time. That's like one of my go-to, like I'm having a rough day. I go. I watch Yes, man. And I every time, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it, I can watch it three times in a row in one day. When he's standing with his leg locked in the chicken factory and just passes out, like the way he drops... To his knees first, then hits. I lose it every time because you can see it happening, and the way Jim's doing it, just the sway, and <laughs> he's got this smirk on him, just like he checked out. We're having a funny hat end all week <laughs> party, and plus him, him alone. Hey, Kai. Like, hey, Kai. Uh, they're going with Dimco. Yeah, 
Yeah, they went with Demko. Tyler, I want you to know that Yes Man was one of the first... Once we got into the age of having digital copies of your movies, like they give you the little thing in the DVD or the little you know, digital copy disc. That was really yeah. how it started. Yes Man was one of the first digital movies that I had. And I don't know if you remember this, but years and years ago, I got myself... Before I had an iPhone, before any of us had an iPhone, I got me a fancy iPod Touch. Oh my God! I was obsessed with that iPod Touch. You might remember this a little bit because you yeah. used to, you busted my my <laughs> balls about it a couple times. Yeah. Oh, Josh's new toy. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Look at you. You know. So I, and if there's any students or young people listening, do as I say, not as I do. But I used to have this habit of I would prop up my phone while I was driving. I'd have a little holder, and I'd like listen to movies in the car all the time. That's how I watched Rockstar with uh, Rain Wilson. As you were driving, we were coming back. He was like, you really haven't seen the movie Rockstar? I said, no. You put it on your phone just in the dash, and you went, well, watch it. And I just watched it on your phone the whole way home. Yeah. I was like... Oh, and he's like, yeah, I think at that point it was like, it was one of the first movies you had, like, Movies Anywhere account or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, see, kids, we used to have these things called DVDs. And then started the age of Blu-rays. And with every Blu-ray would come a digital download with your blah, 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 as he was talking about with Yes Man. Um, then they started the Movies Anywhere. Yeah. Is that what it is? And then it pulls in all yes. of your like your amazon yeah and your voodoo and everything. everything everything anyway, under one account we got on a big tangent here. yeah but uh the grinch uh so many great quotable moments about it that facts me precious starkey starkey uh having to say who i hate you hate 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 and double hate we actually mentioned I guess, was it last week that both of us would like to play the Grinch yes. in the stage version? Yeah. I learned a couple things. You know who was bad? Grinch. Matthew Morrison. He was. He was not good. Mm, poor Shoe. Love you, Mr. Shoe, but not, not a great part for you. So, uh, young Miss Cindy Lou Who, played by Taylor Momsen, has grown up to, yeah, to be uh, a rock star. She's in a, yeah. a little band called The Pretty Reckless, and mm -hmm. they're actually amazing. Uh, I love their music. I have some of their music. Yep. I have, I think, all of their music. Uh, pretty sure. Or at least the first two albums. My favorite song. Mine's House on a Hill. Okay. My favorite song that I've probably... If iTunes did what Spotify just recently did, like your year in review, I wish they did because... Uh, that they would... This, this song would be, like, near the top. Um... It's uh, Heaven Knows. Mm -hmm. That's it's the one that starts out like the Whoa, school bell ringing. Yeah. yeah, I love that song. So check out The Pretty Reckless if you're a fan of rock and roll. Uh, and also, Taylor Momsen is uh, quite an attractive young woman, uh, if I do say so myself. Uh, but poor Mr. Carey had a miserable time with his whole Grinch uh, getup. Uh, oh, he the, hated it. The suit was made out of yak hair. And every day he had to come in extra early because it took 2.5 hours for makeup and the whole suit and everything. And Jim Carrey said it was torture. It felt like he was being buried alive. Mm -hmm. And it was such a big deal that they had CIA uh, operatives come in and train him on how to like withstand torture. So he could film for long periods of time. Uh, and the contacts were like killing yeah. his eyes. 
So poor Ron Howard, the director of the movie, felt so bad for him that Opie he, himself. he agreed to get grinched up in the same getup as, as Jim for one whole day. I'm a fan of that. Like, I respect the that. whole mentality of like, I'm not going to ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Vince McMahon's a lot of the same way. Do you remember the part in The Grinch when, uh, you know, Grinch is like trying to direct Max mm-hmm. and he's put, he put the hat on. He's like, okay, here's your motivation. Yeah, yeah. He's You're making fun of Ron Howard. Nose. That whole thing is, is Ron Howard. I love that. Brilliant! You reject your own nose. If you watch the movie again, which you should, uh, notice there are no straight lines in that movie. Because if you think about the books, Dr. Seuss books and stuff, everything's very curvy and oddly shaped, right? No straight lines. Ron Howard wanted to replicate that. that. Even the camera angles are sort of angled and crooked and wonky all the time. So it's just... You should also go to the IMDb page. Because there are so many stars that you don't realize who's playing that part. Because they're hooed up. Oh, couldn't tell you her name, but little-known actress, uncredited in the movie, but his teacher was Barney's mom from How I Met Your Mother, and she's uh-huh. in American Horror Story and stuff. Oh! Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Put down your foot. Um, so, I don't want to... I, I, I'm not trying to make this a thing and point attention to it, because to me, it never really was attention-drawing type thing. So... You know, a few years ago after Wizard of Oz, um, I got pretty close to, like, Stephen and Emma and Mackenzie. So, one night we were at Emma's house and we were watching The Grinch. And we all had the same realization at the same time that the women who raised The Grinch... Are a couple. Are a couple. Yeah. And I was like, that's how it should be. And they be. throw some wild It parties. should just go over your head. Like, I love that. They didn't make draw any attention to it. They were just like, this is a thing. Yep. And so I was like, wow, look at them. Even then, like, good for you, Ron Howard. I love that. Um, So I told you that I did a thing to do with the list. Oh, okay. I put also a category that says top echelon, nothing will ever beat this in in a stratosphere of its own. Oh, I know it. What I know it? what it is for you. It's the National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. vacation. There is no list that this belongs on because it's in its own. It is in its own tier. It is the most quotable Christmas movie on the planet. And it is the funniest, in my opinion. And it's Chevy Chase at his best. It's Quaid at his best, definitely, Mm. because he didn't have a lot of bests, um, sadly. Mm. Um, It's just... And plus, it's Galecki. It's young Galecki. Yeah. Years before Big Bang was even thought of by Chuck Lore or whatever his we name is. We watched this a couple weeks ago, and I said, Becky, do you know who that little boy is? And she couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I said, that's Leonard. Yeah. In a in a, in a a category of its own. Yeah, around here, that one is definitely, for oh, me personally, huge. not so much. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not one that I've watched a lot. I'm sort of out of the loop on that one. I've seen it, yeah. and for sure, I love yeah. and appreciate Chevy Chase. I did you? I didn't watch the sequel. They're the Is the Vegas one or whatever. No, the Ed Helm plays grown up Rusty. Oh, or whatever uh, yeah, you yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, no, I watched it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was good. Because I mean, technically, I shouldn't be against it because it is a requel. 
as opposed and to Chevy Chase was in it. I knew that him and D'Angelo made they were made a yep. a cameo. So I need to sit down and watch it because um, somebody at work, I think it was Brian, somebody's been saying you really should watch you it. You should check it out. It's worth it. It's pretty good. Cool. Cool. Let's talk honorable mentions. Yeah. Real quick. So we've already talked uh, about a lot of these things. Like I had things on my list for honorable mentions that you had in your top yeah. ten, and vice versa. Um. You know, one of my honorable mentions you thought was actually on my list because I was a traditional Miracle on 34th Street. I'm not a huge fan, man. Not either. I'm not. It's cute. How about uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas? I did not watch that. <laughs> uh, this one is a brand new one, and it's it's not one that I can say is like a personal favorite because I've only watched it one time. But I think it's going to be one that people are going to start to really gravitate it could be our new santa claus or you know to that level in 10 years they'll say oh we always have to watch because i already can probably guess what you're gonna say i don't know it's the same uh eight bit christmas never mind that's what i thought no patrick harris it's on hbo max it's about this kid talking about his quest to get a nintendo in the 80s oh my god it's very good hmm very good. You should check it out. But what were you going to say? Christmas Chronicles. Is that the uh, Kurt Russell? It's so good. Yeah. That's how, that's how I now want to visualize my Santa. If it's not Tim Allen, it's Kurt Russell's. Because he's he's B.A. Man, that is how I'd want my Santa. Not a fat Coke drinking, you know. <laughs> I want to have Santa with like sleeveless suit with like tats yeah. and a mohawk. Yeah. My Santa's like in the front row of a Leonard Skinner concert, just hammered drunk and like. <laughs> Good Lord, you got me on that. Hammered drunk. Just hammered drunk on eggnog. Uh, um, but dude, well, the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, I got to check it out. So good. And the sequel's just as good. And they're working on the third one right now. It drops next November. Uh, I'm, it's great, dude. Uh, an honorable mention that this is actually my only other honorable mention, except for one other thing I want to talk about with you. This is one I've been talking up to some of my boys at school who are big Star Wars fans, but the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, unfortunately, it's on the list because it's Star Wars, and it's so terribly bad that uh, if he's talking it up to you, children, and you're listening to this, it means he dislikes you heavily because this is terrible no i said i want you three i want you three guys to get together pop some popcorn because all three of them love star wars man they are big time star wars kids it's like you three pop some popcorn get together over the break and i want y'all to sit down i want you to watch this star wars holiday special this is one of them bucks kid yes i'm shocked he hasn't seen it and i said i just want you to watch it and know that it's really bad and it's really terrible but don't turn it off stick to the whole thing and just experience it. As Star Wars fans, you need to experience it. You need to see it. They the the the, the Star Wars Christmas tried to do Baby Chewbacca before Baby Yoda was a thing. They oh, tried Chewie's kids. Chewie's kids. The things that you need to see uh, in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, you need to see B. Arthur singing in the canteen. <laughs> you need to see the Boba Fett cartoon. Oh no. And you need to see <laughs> Chewbacca's crazy drunk uncle putting on the little, uh, like, 
VR thing and <laughs> watching the sexy lady dancing to the <laughs> Starship music. Is she a, was she a Twi... Uh, what are they called? Twi'lek. A Twi'lek was... I can't remember. I think she was just Hamill a, did a regular it. woman. Carrie did it. And Harrison. For, Harrison did it? Oh, and Peter Mayhew. I and, forgot Harrison did it. Yeah, they were all there. It might be why he dislikes the franchise so much because he did Chris, the Christmas special. Yeah. He doesn't dislike it so much, but, you know. Um... I, I mean, I know you texted me with this idea that you wanted to do a 30 and Nerdy special where we watch it. Bro, I think we should do it. I think it's time. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, we've been talking for a whole season on how to plan a watch-along episode. And if there's a great one that's a trial run, because it's a bad thing, it's the movie to do like, it with. It's like an hour. Yeah. It's the movie to do it with. And I've already said many times that for me... Is it on Disney opinion, Plus? No, it's on YouTube. Wow. Uh, George Lucas Even Disney has Plus disowned it. Wouldn't so touch it. It wasn't a part of the package deal. That <laughs> thing has been like disowned. It's the red-headed stepchild. Uh, I, I think it would be a lot of fun, man. And like, <laughs> this is one... I always say all the time, you and I are like Statler and Waldorf in the yeah. Muppets. Like, we're up there in the balcony just like tearing everything apart. No, no, no. Like, this will really be oh, yeah. Statler and Waldorf. We'll so. video it. We'll run it on Twitch and audio. Let's do it. We'll do the whole nine yards. Whole kitten kebab. So I have some honorable mentions that you didn't mention. Uh, Frosty the Snowman. Of course. Naturally. Just because of the, the narrator. I couldn't tell you who it is, but the narrator. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. He's like part of the universe because he's in all of those stop motion universe that they yeah. did. Um, miracles on my my mention just because it's a classic to a lot of people. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles, Love Actually. I actually enjoy Love Actually. Alan Rickman's in it. I actually Bill uh, Nighy's in it. However you pronounce his last I've name. I've seen that movie one time in my life. Liam Neeson. After Becky and I watched it, uh, I proposed to her that night. Nice. Not because of the movie. Just it just kind of oh, happened yeah. that way, but. That movie had just played. Nice. So that's always what I'm associated with. I like it. Uh, did you ever watch as a kid Annabelle's Wish? No. Which you cannot find anymore. Uh, they discontinued the movie, and I don't know why. It was a huge part of my childhood. And Prancer. I'm not familiar. I think Sam Elliott was the dad in Prancer. The first Prancer, the original. They would show it to us every Christmas at John Hayum Elementary School in our guidance class. We watched Prancer every year. Haven't seen it since, but I, it's a fond memory of my elementary school days. Was watching Prancer, and Prancer uh, gets lost away from the herd, and it comes to this girl in like snow-filled northern town, um, small town. The dad's kind of estranged to her because the mom's dead, and he doesn't really know how to be a dad. And he's—I mean, it's Sam Elliott playing him because you know, so you know, he's really cold and just wants her to just. You know, do her schoolwork and do chores and go to sleep and eat, sleep, repeat, beat the streak, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's she comes upon this reindeer uh, that's hurt in the woods, and it turns out to be the prancer. And she nurses it back to health and forms a friendship. And in the whole story, you know, something dangerous happens while trying to get Prancer back to Santa. You never really see Santa that much, but it's kind of like un understood. Mm. And the dad has to save her 
and you know the relationship is mended and now he's a, a dad of the year again or whatever but i remember it fondly and annabelle's wish was about a cow who wanted to become a reindeer and got her wish at the end of the movie and became one of santa's reindeer now here's the real question oh yeah die hard <sighs> my vote is yes it's a christmas party that's happening in the office, correct? How many Christmas references are in that movie? If you go back and watch it, how many Christmas trees can you point out? How many of like little angel decorations mm-hmm. or whatever? How many different times does someone mention Christmas, say Merry Christmas, something about Christmas? How many Christmas songs are heard or sung or hummed? Come to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. It's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It's not just a movie that takes place at Christmas. There's Christmas all around. Well, it's, it's literally it's, yeah, a Christmas and like, movie. You know, what more could, Christmas, like Goodwill and, and, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, Alan, humanity. And Alan Rickman like falling that. out of a window. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who say, until the scene where Alan Rickman falls out of the window, it's not Christmas. There are people who live by it, but there are also people on the other spectrum, man, who... To their death, they will defend that it's just a movie that takes place, that takes at, place Christmas. at Christmas. Those people are sadly mistaken. It's a Christmas because movie. Because Bruce Willis saving a bunch of people and, and the goodwill that he has in his heart to do those things. What more could you ask for I wonder than that? if, um, and I'm going to look this up, so we're going to talk while I'm looking it up. Uh, does Bruce Willis think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy that came from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie, he says in an interview in 2018. There you go. Bruce Willis says it turned into a Christmas movie. The debate is settled, it's done, it's over. John McClane himself settled the debate right then and there. And there you have it. Christmas! If you're going to send your hate, send it to Bruce Willis. He said it. Not me. We're just agreeing. We're just agreeing with it. So what do you all think? What are your favorite Christmas movies? What are your favorite holiday traditions that you do with your family or that movie that you have to sit down and it's just not Christmas without it? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Direct message us. Hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Email us. 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Y'all did so amazing during the Ghostbuster series, keep it going through the rest of this season. Is uh, Fellowship of the Ring our next venture? Yes, we are going to be celebrating the 20 years of the movie Fellowship of the Ring. Now, I don't know what I have left to say about Fellowship of the Ring that I didn't say a couple years ago when we did uh, Fellowship of the Ring. So this is a great opportunity Mm -hmm. to send in some thoughts and questions and fun ideas. Well, that's just... Well, that's just... Fine. That's just fine. Um, I'm excited, though, man. I mean, we just celebrated 20 years of Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. Now we're celebrating 20 years of Fellowship of the Ring. Can't the movies, it. these are the movies. We realized that the books were written in the 50, <laughs> in 1950s. Something. Yeah, something like that. Which, this is a tangent. That's actually my favorite line from Falcon and Winter Soldier. How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it came out. But did you know... That the version that Bucky Barnes read 
you can't find today? Yeah, he changed things. He changed things. He changed a lot of the Gollum stuff, yeah. too. So he did. Yeah. We uh, hope that this helps kick you off in the Christmas season, holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Um, we are looking forward to these last few episodes that we've got going for Season 3. Uh, we are going to be celebrating 20 years of the Fellowship of the Ring. We're going to be talking about Batman Returns. Uh, we're also maybe going to be cel- settling a debate that maybe has happened about it. It's not as big as the Die Hard debate, I would imagine, but we'll settle it if Batman Returns is a Christmas movie or if it's just a movie yeah, that takes place at Christmas. It's been several years we'll since I've seen that, so I'm um, going to look for some clues. And of course, as we mentioned, our big season finale is going to be all about the man, the myth, the legend, Stan Mm -hmm. Um, Juice has been doing some digging as much as I did if not more for Ghostbusters hit me with an interesting fact that you're not going to find out until the episode we're not going to say it now Uh, that shocked me that I'm kind of partially like disappointed I didn't know that but at the same time I'd be interested to see who all really does know that Mm mm-hmm um, so I can't wait. Two or three more weeks, folks. Yeah, man. So send in your thoughts, man, on anything we just talked about, your questions. It's going to be a great end of Season 3. Um, we would not have an end of Season 3 or going into Season 4 without you all. You all have been fantastic. Uh, we're nearing 10,000 downloads, which is insane to think about. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And be kind to one another. While you're out there, 30andnerdypodcast.com, you can find all you need to know about the show, where to find us on social media, past episodes, nerd vocabulary words, all that fun stuff. We've got a lot of great things cooking up here, nerds. Cheers to you. Merry Christmas.